The 404th edition of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks, content, and contests, including our NFL Wins Totals Contest with a $1,000 prize. Join today at sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. We're also brought to you by GameTime. Download the GameTime app to get last-minute tickets at the lowest prices guaranteed. Use promo code SGPN for $20 off. And finally, we're brought to you by the DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code SGPN. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on the DraftKings Sportsbook with code SGPN. Welcome to episode 404 of the MMA Gambling Podcast and the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. This is going to go out to one of our new friends in the Discord, Maka J, uh, an Australian friend of ours. So good day, mate. Ha ha ha. Um, problem is we have two Macs and a Maka in there now, so things are going to get confusing. But nonetheless, welcome to the family. And if you're not in the Discord yet, get in the Discord, people. Um, I'm in there. I'm Jeff Chalks Fox. Uh, my co-host is in there as well. I'm going to introduce him right now. We're going to break down the main card of UC and ESPN Holloway versus Korean Zombie. That would be the one and only Daniel Gumby Vreeland. Hello. Do you know how in sync we are? So first of all, we made almost all the same picks on the prelims yep. with one exception. And it was a pretty wishy-washy exception. And uh, we're so in, in sync. I was just about to tell you that we should dedicate this episode to our new friend, Mac and Jay, in the, the Discord. So uh, you you, you read my mind. <laughs> Of course, of course. What's with all the Macs in there, though, Dan? It's getting it's getting confusing. I mean, it's a it's a pretty a pretty common name. I think uh, people either name Mac or being called Mac or having Mac at the end of their last name. There's a lot more Macs than there are Vreelands. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> that is that is true. Um, this so yesterday, like you said, we uh, we linked up on almost all our picks except for. The one fight, but like you said, it, that one, whatever, who cares? It was a who cares fight, basically. It, I don't think it's going to end up in any of our any of our fancy plays at the end of this episode. So we'll see how things go here. We ended with heavyweights uh, on the prelims, and we're going to start with heavyweights in the main card. So uh, this is UFC and ESPN, Holloway versus the Korean Zombie, a.k.a. UFC Fight Night, Holloway versus the Korean Zombie, a.k.a. UFC and ESPN Plus 83. That's all the AKAs have. No, a.k.a. UFC Singapore. Now I think I'm done with the AKAs. Uh, it's going down on my son's birthday, August 26th, in the Singapore Indoor Stadium in Kalang, Singapore. 5 a.m. Eastern time for the prelims on ESPN+. Plus. Uh, we're going to break down the main card here. 8, 8 a.m. Eastern start time. This probably works well for you, Dan, since your kids get you up that early anyway, right? Yeah, it's, it's going to be an early one for the prelims, though. <laughs> yeah, it's true. No, you, you have a kid that gets up at 5, right? That's no big deal. Yeah, it's usually like 5.30, but I guess I can sacrifice okay. a half an hour. Yeah. Because <laughs> uh, you have to watch it live because you have to be in the Discord. Uh, uh, John will be there and everyone else. So, all right. We're going to break down the main card. We're going to give you picks before uh, we even break here. We're going to start off with heavyweights. Like I said, Junior Toffa versus Parker Porter. Peter Parker Porter. We'll tell you about Porter first. He's 14 and 6. Sorry, 14 and 8. Six knockouts, three submissions. He's been knocked out four times, submitted three times. Four and three in the UFC, one and two over his last three, one his last of TKO, one and one in Bellator. A regional was a regional champion. Used to fight at light heavyweight. 2007 pro MMA debut. Three to reach on Tafa. Four and a half times more active landing strikes, but Tafa's only fought once in the UFC. Uh, 
he's got better grappling stats based off of that one fight too. Porter does. And Porter has outstruck his UFC opponents by 0. 0.32 strikes per minute. He's at plus 130. Tafa, the juggernaut, is the nickname. Four and one with four knockouts. Oh, one of the UFC. Did lose his last fight. That was his UFC debut. Mohamed Usman, he lost to. So take that for what it's worth. Uh, used to fight at light heavyweight as well. He's a pro boxer and a pro, pro Muay Thai fighter and a pro cape boxer. Three inches of height on Porter. 11 years younger than Porter. That's a biggie. Uh, he's outstruck his UFC uh, in his UFC debut. He outstruck uh, Usman by one strike per minute. Minus 138. <laughs> yep. Uh, I'll kick off the main card like usual. Give me Porter. I'm going to go underdog here. Tafa is not very good. Um, not saying Porter is amazing <laughs> either. <laughs> He's that, bad. That, that, that could have been it. That could have been it. Um, yeah, Porter, Tafa's not very good. Porter, not a world beater, but better all-around fighter and, uh, you know, a crafty veteran. I, I think he can handle pot, Tafa. Because like I said, Tafa, not very good. So give me Porter plus 130. Yeah, I, I'm going to go Porter too. I, I think... So I picked Porter against his brother, and obviously that didn't work out for me because he like weirdly blitzed in. And I think I, I have a feeling that he's kind of like learned his lesson. Like I'm not just gonna blitz in on one of these like you know New Zealand kickboxing dudes. You know, I, instead I'm just yeah. gonna grind him out. And, and we saw what happened when Junior Tafa got ground grinded out by Mohammed Usman. Like Usman had 12 minutes of control in that fight. It was a 15 minute fight. There were three minutes where where Tafa wasn't being controlled by Mohamed Usman, either against the cage or on the mat. And look, I, I I'm not particularly high on Mohamed Usman. Uh, it, you know, I think he's got power, but I think that's pretty much all he's working with. And I think people forget. And I think even Parker Porter sometimes forgets. He's pretty damn good on the ground, man. Like he's got good like Americanas and Kamuras and good side control and like arm bars. Like he's good on the mat. I also think, and this is totally speculation, but if you've seen his Instagram lately, the dude looks like he's getting thin. Um, not, I mean, not thin, thin, because he's still Parker Porter, but he looks like he's dropped some LBs. So if he's dropped some LBs, he goes into this one smarter. He uses his wrestling a little bit. Um, I think he's going to take care of Junior Tafa pretty easily. I'm low on Junior Tafa. Um, like I said, the wrestling of Mohamed Usman working and... I, I it's never talking about junior Tafa unless I mentioned that one time he got out grappled by a 50 year old dude named Nicholas Djurjevic. Um, and, and, uh, eventually came back in that fight, but early was out grappled by a, you know, old Norwegian, uh, wrestler. Um, so I think that that's the, the path to victory here for Porter too. You slide into Porter's DMS too. I'm not sliding in his DMs. I have his phone number. We we I've texted him Ooh. before, but but not uh not not about him being skinny. <laughs> <laughs> All right, that is our pick. Um, you know what else is our pick? Game times our pick. GameTime.co, not.com.co. Game time is this place to be if if you need to get, uh, buy tickets for any event, sports, music, comedy, theater, anything like that. They're the best place to get the best prices, and you can get last minute tickets, all that type of stuff. That is the place to go. Uh, I do enjoy the app because it shows you photos of exactly where your seats will be on uh, in whatever venue you're looking to, to get tickets. Game time is the place for last minute ticket deals. Forget planning months in advance. Game time has deals on tickets right up to the day of the event. And that's true. I looked for Blue Jet tickets one day and they were there. The game was starting in a couple hours and they had they had good deals on tickets right there for you. Uh, you can get exclusive flash deals on tickets for football, basketball, baseball, concerts, comedy, theater, and more. More would include MMA because they do have MMA on there as well. 
The game time guarantee means you always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section and row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. You make money. That's a good deal. Um, here's what you need to do. Snag the tickets without the stress with game time. Download the game time app, create an account, and use code SGPN for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code SGPN for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. August is almost over, and you know what that means. Time is running out for you to draft your fantasy football team on Underdog Fantasy. Get championship ready for your home league by trying out best ball on Underdog Fantasy. All you do is one live snake draft. No waivers, no trades. You set it, forget it, and Underdog does the rest. Try it out with Underdog's Best Ball Media Tournament, the largest fantasy football contest of all time with $15 million of total prizes up for grabs, including an absurd, it is this is absurd, $3 million going to the winner. That's even enough to entice Gumby, perhaps. Uh, do you have what it takes to win? To win it all. $3 million. Time is now. The last day to draft your fantasy football team is September 7th. Is underdogfantasy.com or find them in the app store and sign up with promo code SGPN to get your first deposit doubled up to 100 bucks. That's underdog fantasy promo code SGPN. Think of all the EpiPens you could buy with $3 million, Dan. <laughs> I now you can have get stung by bees constantly. I now I now have uh, new ones, so I, I should be good yeah. for a little bit. I shouldn't need more, more EpiPens anytime soon. <laughs> all right. Well, if you do win that underdog contest, do you have an underdog pick them that you like, Gumby? You gave us, you told us PFL was on there yesterday. Uh, anything you like for UFC or baseball or anything? Well, on one, well, one thing I would tell you is since, uh, since you know, to go to SGPN, uh, for all of your betting needs and your article needs head on over there right now. Cause I may or may not have an article that came out this morning about my favorite underdog fantasy place. So check that out. There you go. Uh, it's even better than giving you a pick. He's giving you multiple picks, but don't turn off the podcast. When you go over there, you can do, you can multitask. You can listen to us, and and this is light listening, and Gumby's article, I'm sure, is light reading. So there you go. Uh, let's move on to the fight card, shall we? One of our favorites is fighting next. Women's flyweights, Aaron Blanchfield. That would be one of our favorites versus Talia Santos. Um, and as Dan, was it last, was last episode? Yes. Uh, you told us how Blanch, Blanchfield has been in Singapore for a while now, getting acclimated, getting used to time zones and all that stuff. Yeah, I, I saw it on... Um... I mean, I follow her on Instagram too, but I, I uh, noticed uh, that one of her training partners was in Singapore and I was like, oh, what is, you remember Fatima Klein from Invicta? Um, I was like, what, what is Fatima Klein doing in Singapore? And then I realized she was there to corner Aaron Blanchfield and that was like two or three weeks ago. So I think they've been there for a while. Excellent, excellent. We want uh, all the, well, I don't know if you're going to pick her. We'll have to wait and see. Actually, I do know who you're picking. But that's, <laughs> yeah, Parker Porter does look. Uh, I'm, I'm getting distracted. I'm, I'm sliding in your boy Parker Porter's uh, Instagram. He looks look. skinny, right? That that. Are you seeing the picture of him he on like the better. ESPN set with like the baggy T-shirt? I can't tell. Yeah, if the no, shirt I'm seeing other pictures too. Yeah. On that one, but like, yeah, he he looks like he's dropped some lbs. Yeah, well, he used to be light heavyweight, so it could. Uh, he, he definitely could drop some lbs. Just don't drop too many. Um, and then you'll be a light heavyweight. Oh, actually, he can't be a light heavyweight if he wants, just uh, not for this fight. Anyhow, we're off that. We're on a women's flyweights. Uh, Aaron Blanchfield, Talia Santos. I'm going to tell you about Santos first. 19 to 2, 10 knockouts, three submissions, never been finished in any fight. Four and two in the UFC. She had four and one over her last five, lost her last fight, which was for the championship against Valentina Shevchenko last June. So she's been out of action since then. Was she injured, you know, or just took time off? 
I I think it was a little bit of both. I I don't know that it was like a, a like a real injury, but I think it was like more banged up from having fought Valentina Shevchenko. Right. Yep, that'll happen. Um, one no contender series. Used to fight up at bantamweight, regional champion she was. 2013 May debut. Two inches of height, two inches of reach over Blanchfield, and she's outstruck her UFC and contender series opponents by 0.92 strikes per minute, plus 125. Aaron, cold blooded Blanchfield. 11 and 1. Have you interviewed her before? I think uh, I, I have not. No. No. Okay. I, I was going to ask if she's cold, really cold blooded or not, but we'll have to wait and see. She's 11 and 1. Two knockouts, four submissions. Never been finished in a fight. 5 and 0 in the UFC. She's won three straight fights via submission. No surprise there. She's won eight straight fights overall. She's not lost since February of 2019. Who did she lose to? Who's the only person she, she lost to, Dan? She didn't actually lose that fight, but it was a split decision. <laughs> yep. It was a split decision to Tracy Cortez, uh, Jong's yep. girl. <laughs> the the future Ms. Mrs. Jong Lee, yes, uh, is the only person to beat Aaron Blanchfield. Um, and she probably hasn't fought since. No, she's fought a few times since. Um, all right, Blanchfield. Four and one in Invicta. That, that's where she lost to Cortez. So she's fought at a high level pretty much since the get-go for her. She is a Brazilian jiu-jitsu champion. She's six years younger than Santos. Better striking stats and more active landing strikes. She's outstruck her UC opponents by 2.84 strikes per minute. She's at minus 135. Not every day that we get a number this low on our girl, Aaron Blanchfield. No, I, I'm going with Blanchfield, obviously. I, I think, um, you know, I, I respect the fact that Talia Santos had like a back and forth fight with Valentino Shevchenko, and that should count for something. But the difference maker for me is just like if you look at the fights with Talia Santos and the issues that she's had, most of the issues she's had are not that she can't wrestle, right? Because it, it's clear she can wrestle. It's the defensive wrestling that I worry about, right? Because she took down Valentina Shevchenko worth noting you know she took down you know Roxanne Modafari or Jillian Robertson or Molly McCann whoever you want but like most of them aren't offensive wrestlers right like Jillian Robertson's offensive wrestling is kind of terrible and same with Molly McCann and you know Valentina's is all right but you know <laughs> Valentina did get her down three times uh and put her on her back three times and so did Mara Romero Barella, which I think people forget. Mara Romero Barella took her down a couple of times. And I, I just think that the takedown defense of Talia Santos is the problem here. Because it's not that she's not good at jujitsu, and it's not that she can't hold her own when she's taking somebody down, or she might not be able to take most people down. It's just that, like, in this instance, I think if she winds up on her back, getting up is going to be harder against Aaron Blanchfield than it is against most women. Yeah, this is, this is probably the toughest fight Blanchfield has had. Um, a very good step up in competition for her. I'm picking her to win it, though. And I like the line we were getting at. Gumby told you why we like Blanchfield here. So um, you're speaking on behalf of me. You're my proxy. All right, let's move to Bantamweights. Rinya Nakamura, who we spoke up yesterday briefly, versus Fernie Garcia. I will tell you about Mr. Garcia first. 10 and 3, one knockout, three submissions. He's never been finished in a fight. 0 and 2 in the UFC. Won his way in off the contender series where he was one and zero. Uh, he has not won a fight since that time. That contender series fight, which was October of twenty twenty one, so in a bit of a uh, almost a two year uh, skid here. Used to fight at featherweight. He's been outstruck over his UFC and contender series fights by 0.65 strikes per minute, plus five fifty. Nakamura hybrid is a nickname. Seven and zero, five knockouts, one submission, one and zero in the UFC, two and zero on road to UFC, and then you won the championship of last year. Three straight wins via finish. So all of his road to and UFC fights have been finishes for him. 
uh, was a world championship wrestler in her past life. A niche of reach on Garcia, three years younger, better striking stats, better grappling stats, and he's almost four times more active on his strikes than Garcia is. Uh, he's outstruck his three opponents on the UFC in the road two shows by 4.92 strikes per minute, minus 704. Obviously, I'm taking Nakamura. He's he's one of our boys, right? He's he's looking fantastic. Yeah, thanks for giving me a bizarre line like negative 704. That makes my day. Yeah, I know. Um, he, and like also, also, I'm just going to tell you, okay, so first of all, straight up, anybody who gets out wrestled by Brady Heastand and Journey Newsom has a, a big issue on their hands if they're facing Rinya Nakamura. I like Ferdy Garcia. I I had higher hopes for him in the UFC, but this is very clearly them trying to get uh, Rinya Nakamura on the right track uh, as he starts his UFC career. Um, So I'm going Nakamura. I'm also going to tell you guys, because this doesn't really need a breakdown. The guy gave up two takedowns to Journey Newsom, who I think has pretty poor takedown offense, and he's going to be fighting a world championship grappler. No breakdown needed here. So... I'm just going to tell you that if anybody comes into the Discord having not listened to this episode, and, and you guys can, those of you who are actually listening, can feel free to play in on this. If anybody asks for the lock, what's the lock? What's everybody's lock for today? Just a chorus of Rinya Nakamura money lines. That's all we're going to tell. <laughs> yeah, there's always at least one friend who comes in. Not just lock. What's the lock dog of the night? Like that. Like there's such a thing. First of all, there's no. There's really no such thing as locks. First of all, right. Um, Ferdy Garcia could come in and knock him out for you know it's MMA. Yeah. They, things are crazy. Yeah, I I'm yeah. pretty confident here, but there is a possibility. <laughs> yeah, the, the the one person who I'm sure doesn't listen uh, always wants a lock dog of the night, and people always give him uh, humorous answers. So uh, Discord, we're nice people, but not when you're you're trying to get lock dogs off us by. And not supporting the podcast for God's sakes. All right, we're gonna move up a weight class to featherweights. Giga Chikazi. Have you heard of him? He's back. If you have heard of him, uh, he's fighting Alex Caceres. We'll tell you about Bruce Leroy Alex Caceres first. Twenty-one and thirteen with one no contest, four knockouts, seven submissions. He's been knocked out once, submitted seven times. Sixteen and eleven with one no contest in the UFC. Two and one in the Ultimate Fighter. He's won two straight fights, the seven of eight. He's fight down at bantamweight and up at lightweight. Two thousand eight was his pro MMA debut. He also is a pro grappler, better striking stats, which is surprising than Chikese, better grappling stats as well. And he's outstruck his UFC and opponents by 1.29 strikes per minute. So pretty solid number for a guy who's almost fought 30 times in the UFC. Uh, Caceres is at plus 210. Ninja, he he has been a ninja for the past year or so, Giga uh, Chikese. He's been invisible, but he's back. 14-3, nine knockouts, one submission. He's been submitted once, 7-1 in the UFC. Lost his last fight back in January 2022 and then disappeared. Do we know what went on there? Did he just take time off? I mean, I know he had some trouble getting fights. I also think the Calvin Cater fight messed with him a little bit. Um, and, and like, you know, it, it was a showing that I don't think he was ready for. He looked perplexed at the end of that fight. Yeah. Calvin Cater will will mess things up for you. For you. He, he will throw monkey wrenches and plenty of plenty of plants. Uh, Chikese used to fight at lightweight he lost on the contender series he was the only one there do you remember who he lost to dan Many yeah it was all, i think it was austin springer if i'm not mistaken it, who correct then, it was who then who then by the way uh i think only got one fight in the ufc following that and he lost to alex caceres Ooh, mma math um chikese old one on the world series of fighting as well was he kickboxing or is a kickboxer was a kickboxer i guess was at this point two inches of height one inch reach on caceres and he's outstruck his UFC opponents by 0.7 strikes per minute, minus two two five. You go first. I'm gonna take Giga Chikadze. Um, I, I think he's gonna beat Alex Caceres. I, I think this fight 
takes place entirely on the feet. Even though we've seen kind of a relative weakness out of Giga Chikadze and he's been a, a, you know away for a little while, I don't think Eric Alex Caceres is the wrestling game to get him down, right? Like it doesn't seem like that's Alex Caceres's game. I think this is gonna be like a point kickboxing fight from range. Um, while both guys like have the ability to knock each other out, like they're both also very safe defensively. Like Chikadze took an absolute beating from Calvin Cater and he didn't go away. And like Alex Caceres doesn't really get knocked out because they're both just like they're they're mostly smart defensively. I mean, Giga went, you know, almost three full rounds with Edson Barboza and didn't get knocked out. So, yeah, I, I think this is destined to be a distance kickboxing fight. I don't really love that Chikadze with all of that time off coming off of a pretty brutal loss is a two to one favorite. Um, I would say, like, maybe wait for that line to come down. And if it doesn't come down, the other play might just be like this fight goes to decision. Um, and I know that that's a negative number two, but I think that's probably, I don't think anybody's getting a stoppage in this fight. I, I think this goes to decision is probably the right way to play it. Guess what? I'm taking a plus two ten dog here, Dan. I kind of thought um, you were going to, cause oh, yeah? you, you hate guys on the, on the layoff. Yeah, um, it's true. But the layoff, I probably put too much into that. Uh, let's check the stats on the layoff. 46% guys who've been off a year only went 46% of the time. So it's, it's not huge. It, it is a bit of an advantage. Um, Caceres is actually a better striker from distance. He, he's not more powerful. I wouldn't say that. Chikese is more dangerous from distance, but it's the layoff. The fact that he got so badly. Um, so he looked so bad in his last fight, albeit it was against Calvin Cater, but uh, I think Caceres uh, is worth the roll of dice here, especially if he's willing to uh, grapple a little bit here, because obviously yeah. he's going to be the better grappler. So, I do think it's important to contextualize the stats, though, because again, you're saying yeah. he's the better striker from distance. Uh, people who he's outstruck include Chase Hooper, Kevin Kroom, <laughs> Sungwoo Choi, Cron uh, Gracie, like Rolando Die. Like th- these are the people he's outstriking from distance. Cole Miller. He, he outstruck Cole Miller three to one. You know, like these are the people he's outstriking. Roland Delorme. Remember Roland Delorme? Um, yep. And, and meanwhile, Giga Chikadze's in there striking with, you know, Calvin Cater, Edson Barboza, Cub Swanson. You know, even somebody like Omar Morales is like a tough out. So I, I think the stats are skewed a little bit there. But it, to your point, I think maybe Caceres is the, the better money line value play unless that number comes down. You're always raining on my parade with contextualizing my stats. Come on. Um, yeah, it's uh, Caceres has looked good, but it's been uh, he's looked especially good recently, but he hasn't really fought the highest level competition. He's he's a second 15 type of guy, top, not not top 15, but like 16 to 30 type of guy. But so this is definitely a step up for him. But uh, I think with the the time off and uh, and the who knows what kind of uh, mental shape JKZ is in after uh, after the beginning he took. So I think it's worth the roll of dice. We shall see if I am correct or not come Saturday morning. One thing I am right about is DraftKings is a place to go, uh, especially now that you've waited all year for for this time to roll around. And the time has finally arrived once again. It's college football season. College football is back, and so are the traditions, the tailgates, and the great offers from DraftKings Sportsbook. Right now, new customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly. When they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Um, I use it for all my MLB picks that I do on the uh, website as well. They got UFC, obviously, on there. They got everything. If you're not 
not into college football, they got everything else you can need on Sportsbook. Uh, from a Sportsbook over at DraftKings Sportsbook. Kick off the season with DraftKings Sportsbook. Download the app now and use code DSGP. New customers can score $200 in bonus bets instantly when they bet just $5 on any college football bet. Only on DraftKings Sportsbook with code DSGP. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. That's 467-369. In West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In partnership with Hollywood Casino at Charlestown Races. All games regulated by the West Virginia Lottery. Please play responsibly. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 1-888-789-7777. That's 888-789-7777. Or visit ccpg.org. On behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resorts, 21 plus in most eligible states, but age varies by jurisdiction. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook for details and state-specific responsible gambling resources. That's a mouthful. Bonus bets expire seven days after issuance. Eligibility and deposit restrictions apply. Turns at sportsbook.draftkings.com slash football terms. Make sure to check out our Patreon, us being the SGP family sports gambling podcast sign up for the patreon to get access to exclusive contests including the nfl win totals contest with a thousand dollar first place prize the guys just recorded their first sports gambling podcast stories podcast just for patrons chronicling the birth of the sports gambling podcast network there's even a discord channel just for patrons sports gambling podcast has and always will give out all their picks for free the patreon is a great way to support the network and fight back against corporate gambling sports gambling podcast.com slash patreon that's sports gambling podcast.com slash patreon all right, let's move to the co-main event. Light heavyweights, Anthony Smith versus Ryan Spann. Anthony Lionheart Smith is 36 and 18. 20 knockouts, 14 submissions. He's been knocked out 10 times, submitted four times. So he does not go to the distance too often. Uh, 11 and 8 in the UFC over two stints. He's lost two straight fights. Before that, he won three straight. He did beat Ryan Spann via submission when they first fought in uh, 2021. Why we're getting a rematch, I don't know. But here we are. Uh, he has multiple regional championships on his mantle. Correct. It's shirt sports gambling podcast.com slash door. Used to fight at middleweight, 2 0 in Bellator, 2 2 in Strike Force, 2008 Pro MMA debut. He's got a negative strike differential of 1.53 strikes per minute. It's a plus 120. Superman span, 21 and 8, 6 knockouts, 12 submissions. He's been knocked out three times, submitted three times, 7 and 3 in the UFC, 2 and 1 over his last three, and 3 and 3 over his last six. One is, lost his last fight via submission, has missed weight before. One on one in contender series, uh, multiple region championships on his mantle. Correct. Get the shirt sports slash store. Used to fight at middleweight 2013, a pro MMA debut. He's got an inch of height, three inches of reach, and he's three years younger than Smith. Uh, better, better striking stats, better grappling stats, and he's more active landing strikes. He's been outstruck over his UFC career by 0.04 strikes per minute. So basically, he gives out what he takes back in. And he's at minus 125. Uh, I was, is it me? It's me, right? Yeah. It's you. I was going to go, go, I was going span originally. And I thought, wait a minute. Well, I heard you talk about it as well. Like I, I always pick whoever wins the, the first match. I always pick them in the rematch. So why would I go against that now? Because guys, usually if they have someone's number, they're going to beat them every time they fight or almost every time. Um, and it's not like span has looked uh, like a different fighter since that time maybe he's improved a bit but who's to say that they're both older fighters as it is at this point so there shouldn't be too much changing to their game and Anthony Smith seems to be a guy that always uh surprises us he, he seems to always come through like we I, or at least myself had him writ, written off years ago but here he is still doing the thing so 
give me Anthony Smith at a plus 120. Yeah, I'm going to go Anthony Smith too. And for me, I, I said the same thing. The fight got booked and I was like, oh, yeah, you know, like Spans probably turned it around a lot since that last fight. And I thought to myself, for sure, I'd be taking him. And then I went back and I, I, you know, looked at the resumes and looked at the fights and like, really, he hasn't looked better since losing to Anthony Smith. Like Anthony Smith rear naked choked him. He then guillotine choked Ian Kudalaba on like maybe one of the worst takedown attempts I've ever seen from Ian Kudalaba. And he knocked out Dominic Reyes with a jab after missing weight. So like, you know, I guess those are wins, but like nothing that makes you really excited. And then he got submitted by Nikita Krylov, who I don't think is as good at jujitsu as Anthony Smith. And like, yeah, Smith is on a two fight losing streak since then, but he lost to Mag Mag Ankalaev. You know, really no shame in that. That dude's probably pretty close to being the champion of this division. And then you got the decision loss to Johnny Walker, where, you know, they, they kind of went toe to toe for a while. And yeah, Johnny Walker came out on top. But again, Johnny Walker is a top guy in this division, too. So the fact that his grappling played so well against Span the first time and Span really has showed me nothing that makes me think it wouldn't work this time. Yeah. Why wouldn't you be on on Anthony Smith a second time? Yeah, we'll get some plus money too. So let's do it. All right, let's go to the main event. Uh, can be hard. Not getting, funny. not getting plus money on this one. <laughs> <laughs> yep, you you got it. Going to be hard to to get yourself some plus money uh, for the featherweight main event. Max Holloway versus Chen Sung Jong, aka the Korean Zombie. We'll tell you about him first. Uh, Jong is seventeen and seven, six knockouts, eight submissions. He's been knocked out four times, seven and four in the UFC. He's got loss win loss over his last three. Uh, three and two over his last five. Lost his last fight via TKO. That was back in April of 2022. He went 0-2 WEC. WEC never die. I get to that less and less uh, every every week. But he's one of the OGs. I don't think of him as WEC, though. Do you remember him from there? Yeah, of course. That's where the first Leonard Garcia fight was. That's where he got oh, knocked out. Oh, right. Out. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. And that's where he got knocked out by George Roop, too, which is a fun okay. fight. I do remember. I do remember him. I totally remember him now. Yes. Uh, if people, if if new school people haven't watched WC, I'm sure it's it's on Fight Pass, right? The archives. It's gotta be. Um, yeah. I I haven't gone back and watched that first Leonard Garcia fight recently, but that Leonard Garcia fight is sick. <laughs> Just any random WC event, watch. It's it's fun. Uh, for sure. All right. Uh, let me see. Zhang used to fight at lightweight. 2007 Pro MMA debut. 15 and six as a pro kickboxer. Three inches reach on Holloway. He's been outstruck over his UFC career by 0.38 strikes per minute. It's at plus 575. Blessed Max Holloway, 24 and 7, 10 knockouts, two submissions. He's been submitted once. <laughs> That's pretty pretty durable for a guy that we worry about taking damage. He's only been stopped once in 31 fights. 20 and 7, 20 bash 7 in the UFC. Is he was the former champion of this tier weight class. 3-1 over his last four fights. Did win his last fight. Basically, he only loses to Alexander Volkanovsky over the past, like, decade, basically. Uh, used to fight up at lightweight. He loses fights there sometimes, so that doesn't count. Was a regional champion. 2010 Pro MMA debut. Four inches height over Jung. Some here, somehow he's still younger than his opponent. He's four years younger than the Korean Zombie, even though he's been around forever. Striking stats better. He's more active landing strikes as well. No surprise there. He's got a positive strike differential of 2.37 strikes per minute minus 750 <laughs> that was a bit of a surprise that the line was that high but there you go i thought the same thing initially and then i was like yeah but who would pick chan sung jung in this but like what's his path to victory um you know like he he maybe has a jujitsu advantage but he he's not gonna out wrestle 
Max Holloway, Max Holloway doesn't get taken down, really. You know, and, uh, you know, to your point, it's not like he's going to sub Max Holloway. The only person who's ever subbed Max Holloway was Dustin Poirier. It was a decade ago, and it was Max Holloway's fifth ever M- pro MMA fight. So, like, he ain't getting subbed. He ain't getting knocked out. You're just going to tell me that the Korean zombie is going to outlast Max Holloway for 25 minutes? Yeah, I just don't see it. Max Holloway is obviously the pick. It's not an exciting pick at negative 750, but uh, yeah, like you'd be crazy not to pick him. Yeah, he is. He is the pick. Uh, just he's just gonna put it on a guy who maybe maybe he doesn't like to get hit, but a guy who gets hit a lot. Um, Holloway is going to put it on him. All right, this recap. Don't go away though. We got more picks for you. We always have more picks. Always have more picks. You always got to listen to the very end. We both have Holloway. We both have Smith. He has Jacquezi out. I'm going out in the lane with Caceres. Both have Nakamura. Both have Blanchfield. We both have Porter. So we got one different on the prelims and on the main card to keep things spicy and interesting in our marriage here, Dan. I like it. All right. Let's do locks, dogs, locks, dogs, and props and a parlay. Even though I said earlier, there's no such thing as locks. These are the, the picks that we're most comfortable giving out maybe that's what would be your lock pick am i first this week i'm thinking i am sure you you go ahead all right uh our girl blanchfield minus 135 it's one of those lines that uh lower than we probably expected it and um maybe i was gonna say maybe it's the last time we're gonna get a line that's low on her but maybe not maybe uh, she keeps going up uh she's uh gonna keep having uh low lines as she fights harder people so give me blanchfield i'm gonna go garrett armfield uh okay. i think to- toshiomi uh kazawa is He's good, uh, but I just think he needs to get his own jiu-jitsu going in order to win this fight with Armfield, and I think the wrestling isn't going to let him do that. So Armfield's negative 163. I like him there. That's a good, fun number, too, 163. All right. Uh, a dog, a dog. Not Caceres. Hmm, Smith is an interesting pick. Now let's see if there's someone I like better. Porter, another good pick. Uh, but it's a heavyweight. Do I really want to go in on a heavyweight? That's the question. Uh, do you like this? I'm thinking on the air. That's always a good thing. Yeah, people you you it. never plan this stuff ahead of time. I'm I'm never nope. surprised. <laughs> people love me making noises too. Uh, giving Anthony Smith plus one twenty since he's already beaten the man. I'll take one and a one point two times my money on him doing it again. I'm gonna go Jarno Aaron's in the opener. Uh, I oh I, yeah, that's the dog too, right? Yeah, and and you know. I really was. I went back and watched this fight with William Gomi and was really impressed with how good he looked in that fight. Um, I think he's a finisher. I think uh, I think he's got a good chance of getting somebody out of there who has been finished recently in more than one way. <laughs> All right. There you go, Armfield. All right. I'm doubling down on our girl for my prop bet. Blanchfield, you get her via submission for, at plus 400. Like, Ooh. That, that's wild. So I, I have to take that. It, it, Blanchfield against anyone via submission at plus 400, you got to take. So that's my pick. That's a bold one. Um, I'm going to go. It's funny. Oh, you don't you think said, it's going to happen? I, I mean, I just think Talia Santos is really hard to submit. Um, yeah. And, and not She's that never I. Been finished, so. Yeah. And I, I kind of see that fight being uh, Santos trying to get off of her ass the whole fight and not being able to. Um, and, and, you know, maybe Blanchfield just wears her down and subs her. I'd feel a lot better about Blanchfield by sub if you gave her five rounds to do it. Um, but, you know, like, who knows? She could definitely suffer. I'm going to go to the main event. You, you said it's hard to get plus money on this one. I found some plus money in this main event. Uh, yeah, yeah. Kind of surprising, right? Um, I'm going to go with Max Holloway, which, I, you know, everybody said you're going to go with Max Holloway anyway. I'm going to go with him by decision. 
Max Holloway by decision is plus 180, uh, which was kind of surprising to me because, first of all, Korean Zombie is incredibly durable. I mean, with the exception of being finished by Volkanovski and the weird up elbow by Yair Rodriguez, you know, it's he takes punishment. That's kind of always been his thing. And with Max Holloway, Max Holloway hasn't finished anybody since he finished Brian Ortega, and that was a doctor stoppage. Could he pile up the strikes here and just put like 85 million strikes on Korean Zombie here? Sure, maybe he gets a TKO that way or with blood or whatever, but like, I think it's more likely that we see something that looks like his fight with Calvin Cater, which goes the distance in 25 minutes. So give me Max Holloway over 25 minutes. It'll probably be a sweaty 25 minutes for me. Uh, but at plus 180, I think it's worth the dabble. Yeah, I was going to, I was thinking when's the last time Holloway finished someone. Yeah, it's been almost five years since that Ortega fight. And before that, uh, almost six years, December 2nd, 2017, he knocked, he TKO'd Jose Aldo. So yeah, he's a, uh, he puts it on you, but it's more uh, volume than than uh, it's more quantity than quality, perhaps we can say. So, all right, Armfield and Blanchfield locks, Aaron's and Smith dogs, Holloway decision and Blanchfield sub are our profit bets. All right, Hunger Man Jog Super Fan Parlay, two fights, gonna get us big money. We're due to hit it, so let's let's hit it this week. I'm going to double down on Jarno Aarons. Uh, so I mentioned Jarno Aarons is a guy who I like as my dog of the week. Uh, I do like his money line, but I also like the prop on him to get a finish of any kind. Uh, I mentioned he had a good submission attempt against uh, William Gomi. The triangle attempt turned into an armbar attempt. Uh, he jumps guillotines sometimes. I also think his kickboxing is good enough to get somebody out of there. And, and you know, like let's face it, choice of dude, he gets knocked out. Um, so I'm going to go with him inside the distance. Uh, that way I can get the sub and the KO because inside the distance is plus 400. If you feel like you know better that he's going to go knockout or he's going to go submission, each of those are plus 700, which are both tempting to be too. But when you can get them both for plus 400, I think you just take them both. Um, so I'm going to take journal errands inside the distance and I'm going to take Rolando Badoya by knockout. Um, so we mentioned, you know, Kanan Song is just kind of the guy who they feed to people. He's been knocked out two fights in a row. And Bedoya, I mean, he, he hit pretty hard against Chaos Williams. You can get him by knockout at plus 200. So if you put plus 400 with plus 200, you get plus 1,400. Ooh, 1,400, Dan. Plus 1,400 we're going. We're going big this week. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I've got a good feeling about these two, too. We're, we're going to get big finishes. All right. I got a good feeling about it as well. I got a good feeling about all of our picks. Make sure... You get in the Discord and you can chat about your picks. Sometimes things change last minute. Sometimes uh, we chase after things in the real world and uh, and we make it a profitable night, even if uh, some of our original picks went down the tube. So make sure you go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord to get in there and say hi to us. And maybe you'll have an episode dedicated to you as well. Uh, Twitter, you can hit us up there too. SGPN MMA, Jeff Fox Writer, Gumby Vreeland. That's places to be. Instagram, Jeff Fox Writer. Uh, my Substack. I forgot. I think I forgot to say it last time, but I got a Substack. MoneyMMA.substack.com. That is a newsletter which will go in your inbox every time I write something on it. So pretty much daily, or anytime I do a podcast, will go. It will hit your ears through there as well. And we have a pick'em contest that I run weekly. Free pick'em. Make sure you get in it for this weekend's Halloween versus the Korean Zombie. Also, make sure you listen to the Top Turtle MMA podcast with my man Gumby. Three very good interviews this week, and he gives out betting picks as well and everything good in sports gambling world is that sports podcast.com and obviously support the patreon now this is usually where i kick into gumby and say we'll see you on sunday but no we'll see you guys tomorrow yes for coming back 
bonus episode. Go ahead, Gumby. All right, I'm David Gumby Freeland. He's the Korean zombie Jeff Fox, and we will see you on Friday.